You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Ooh, the heat was hot last week, D'Angelo. I'm just glad to see that you came back. People thought that you were going to quit Cinnamon Sugar after last week. Nah, man. Y'all set me up, though. I, I got to hey, admit. Hey, D.D., hold on. He doesn't know this, but this is the second week in a row we're going to get him again. Oh, he just has no idea. <laughs> And I I'm not it. taking this, this shit. We got. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't taking this time. I was out of here. I was out of here. I wasn't taking this. I barely made it last time. Barely made. It. Barely. Pop, hold it down. Like, yeah, that's where I was, man. I really appreciate y'all. I want to thank everybody last week for all the birthday wishes and shout outs, and and I love what cinnamon and sugar. Uh, just the podcast, just in general, is done uh, for me. But oh yeah, I'm gonna get y'all ass back. I promise you that. I promise you that. I don't. I don't get mad. I get even. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I do like it. Well, how was your weekend, fellas? My my normal go to, you know, didn't do dirt very much. Uh, that's usually what I do. I game a lot. I went a little golfing, you know. Didn't do too much. That's just not what I do. Yeah, you know, I, I try to golf. Play I'm golf. Not very- I try. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you qualify what I do. You don't own clubs. I do own clubs. I'm just not very good. Oh, but that that's here nor there. Uh, I'm better putt putter, but I don't do much. I'm gamed. That's, so what is? I know D always has 48 things he did over every weekend. I, I feel like 90 percent of it's made up because that's what, <laughs> what, what <laughs> like 34 said to us. So I'm Damn. interested to hear what 34 things he's got this week. Oh wow! But you know what, Tom? I'm a. I'm a. What did you do this weekend, man? How was your weekend? We never. We rarely get to hear from you. How was? <laughs> I appreciate. You know what? I became a real boy this weekend. Yeah. As as we mentioned before, we've been moving, and uh, every every time before when I needed a drill, I would always just borrow my roommate's drill because I've never had any reason to buy one. So I got my first real drill this weekend, boys, and I put it to work. Mounting TVs and hanging shelves, so I feel like a real boy today. So, we... how many holes did you put in your wall before you got it right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is this is what's funny about that is because there is actually one of the walls that is holed up, but it was because Cynthia she bought me a stud finder off of uh, Amazon, and you know when I was using it on the wall, it would show me. But also, we were trying to mount over the fireplace, which is already a little bit trickier. But the stud finder was way off. And so it was like, tell me there's one I drill, and it would go straight through. I'm like, okay, there's obviously not a stud there. And so there's one behind our TV in the <laughs> living room. There's like five holes in a row for where I was like, F it. And I just started like looking for it. But then I went, got, went, then I went to Home Depot, got, my, uh, got another stud finder, and it was – not user error. It was the stud finder that was messed up because there are only four holes in our bedroom TV where I had to mount that. So that's what I did this weekend. But before Gary, can you, can you, can you, can you bring up real quick, any story about you and a drill? You have one and a, and a drill. Yeah. 
I've probably put so many holes in my walls, even with the stud finder, because the hardest part is I don't, I don't, I do everything by eye. I don't use a, I'm that type. I don't use like a measure to make sure it's even and all that kind of stuff. I'm usually pretty good at putting it at eye level. And I've got a couple holes where I've messed up, but you can't see them. They're hidden for sure. (laughs) That's always the key is you got big enough TV to hide the hole. But here's one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, We had some special intel come in to the cinnamon and sugar email. And all I was told to say was David and basketball and D'Angelo being afraid. Apparently, D'Angelo was called out to play one-on-one with with the the direct quote is, skinny little white boy neighbor in a game of one-on-one. He was afraid to put $400 on the line that we need to bring it up on the podcast because D'Angelo is a chicken. (laughs) <laughs> okay, if that's what they want to call me, they can call me that. But I have told them, have you seen that cheetah meme where the dogs are racing and the cheetah's just kind of chilling in the stable? And they say sometime the competition, people that think that it's a competition is an insult. That's exactly what it is. Me playing David and absolutely dominating him means nothing. That's pointless. It's an insult to me stepping out on the basketball court and potentially risking injury for Peewee like him. I'm not doing that. I'm, I don't care what y'all say or how y'all feel. I, it's not going to change my mind on me stepping on that court and whooping his ass because I'm not going to do it. D, I've seen you play basketball. I wouldn't go that far. Bro, and I've seen you play basketball. <laughs> I've seen you play basketball. So it would be like you versus Eddie, me versus that skinny little white boy that he's talking about. And what's crazy is, is this is how I know he can't play and all he can do is shoot. He playing like track shoes. Like the shoes that ain't even basketball shoes. Y'all know them kind of people. You know that's all they can do is shoot. He don't even tie them up and lace them up. They still lucky banks it in every now and then. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like like it go in and then he called bank shot, bank shot. Like bro, it was already down. You had already shot it. But yeah, I'll tell y'all what I did this weekend. But yeah, that's a hard no. I'm there's no point in me proving myself. I know who I am. I know how dominant of a force I am when I step on that basketball court. I don't have to prove it to him. But anyway, I digress. It's funny that you mentioned a drill because um, this weekend I went over to my favorite cousin house and Zach. And I have. Ooh, been... those are tough words to say your favorite cousin. Oh, because you know I'm, there's I'm... a lot of cousins out there. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm saying it and I'm, I'm putting, I'm, hey, I'm putting names in 2021. I'm just, if, if, if there's a definitive favorite, I'm not going to hide it from the world. So this is a definitive favorite. So I went over his house. Just to clarify, what is Betty? Betty is my cousin. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure that was out there. So that way, when I hit Betty up after this, I'm going to say, did you know you're not his favorite cousin? I'm trying to put that out there. Why are you doing this, man? This is Monday. This isn't Tuesday. This isn't Toxic Tuesday, okay? So I go over to his house with the wife and kids, and I've been telling him for months now because his, his girl normally cooks on Sunday and I was like hey we're gonna come over there and we're gonna eat and every Sunday he hit me up and I was like you know what this Sunday yesterday it worked out for us so I go over to his house bro and y'all tell me if y'all have family members friends or something like that bro I was over there for four and a half hours I'm getting ready to leave and he goes hey man I need to talk to you and I said bro I'm not finna stay over here all day bro I gotta go home like he was like he doesn't really go anywhere, but he's one of those people, bro, 
that when you come over and visit him, he don't like to let you go home. He was like, man, y'all can spend a night. Like, bro, we're not 12. I'm not spending a night. Of your, I'm going home, bro. I'm not staying here. And every excuse I would give him, he would always have an answer for it. Like, I, I could come up with an excuse like, hey, man, you know, I got to get home, bro. Because I got to, you know, I got to take my mercury. He'd be like, man, I got a tube of mercury back there. Like, damn, how you got every, like, how you got an answer for everything that I say? Like, I could just be like, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you, you know what I'm talking know. about, Tom. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like, damn. So you can't come up with a legit enough excuse to leave early. <laughs> so finally, I get in the car, bro, and he come outside. And he was like, y'all finna leave? I said, yes, I am in the car. I have been trying to tell you that three and a half hours ago I was ready to go. But because you kept coming up with stories and you wanted to talk, and I just finally said, look, man, let me go home. <laughs> just let me go home. Do y'all have family or friends like that, man? When you go over and visit, you just like, damn, man, you got to carve out like a big chunk of time because, you know, they just not going to let you go home when you want to go home. Before you start, I just want to point this out. This is how he feels about his favorite cousin. That's how he feels about <laughs> No, just wait, because what he's going to try and spin this, because when I hit Betty up and say, Betty, did you hear what he said about his favorite cousin? That's not you, by the way. When he uh, when he tears well, into him, when she tears into him, it's going to be a whole other story. <laughs> so we'll probably hear about that next week. So it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't really have anything like that. I don't have anybody that tries to keep me there to talk, all that kind of stuff. Well, I guess I do. D'Angelo, he doesn't really want me to leave. <laughs> so I guess I only have one because wow. everybody else I'm it good hurts. with. I know D's always trying to get me to stay longer. I'm like, D, I got to go. I got I got stuff I got to do. No, you don't. That's what his, always his response is. I'm like, I, I do, but it's all right. So I think that's the only person. Other than that, I don't really have anybody. I was about to say, I, I think it's pretty ironic that D's talking about somebody being long-winded <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all some assholes, man. So you ain't never ran into a situation like that time? No, I have. I have for sure. And mostly when I was younger, whenever uh, I lived at home and, you know, we'd go over to a relative's house or something, you know, there's always that one uncle that wants to talk about the same stories every single time you go over to their house and you're like, but, but as I've transitioned in my older years, I feel like that's become my friend's. Have 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 uh, been, been the ones that turned into that. Like you what know? friends? What friends are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, doing. I just can't even pinpoint one right now that I'm thinking of, but it's just it happens. Okay. <laughs> but I tell you, do y'all have that friend that like you know in today's world everybody texts each other, sends messages, but you got that one friend that is calls all about calling and wants to spend an hour on the phone every time. It's not yes. it's not it's not about going over somewhere, but like. If you see that phone call come in, you know you gotta have about an hour t- a chunk ready to ready to talk to him because that's the, almost the same situation. <laughs> that's but me when I call Gary, yeah, that's, that's the angel. That's me when I call Gary. I'm like, do I gotta screen his call? Am I gonna be busy in the next 25, 30 minutes? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, let's go. Yeah. D, what's up? Oh, yeah, hey, that's, Gary. That's that's yeah. He, he said you. just like that too. He make it sound like him answering the phone is painful. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I accept I, it. I don't what give a damn favorite? how – if I got something to say, Tom, look, if I got something to say, I don't give a damn how upset you feel, how disgruntled you feel, how many signals you give me. I'm going to get the shit out that I got to say. I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't 
all he FaceTimes so he can see my expression and what all I'm right. doing. If I'm paying attention to him, he wants to know all of that. If I if I'm if I'm put if I'm playing the game, why is it why is it looking at the roof? Why are you not looking at it? Why are you not looking at me? D, I'm playing a game. Oh, well, look at me. I'm trying to talk to you. All right. So this is my favorite thing about D'Angelo. And every time he calls me, he goes, hey, hey, time. Hey, it's D'Angelo. Like, like, I ain't got call around here long. Like, yes, I know it's you, D'Angelo. What, what you want? <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, funny, funny thing is, is the only reason why I say that is because, and it's horrible where it came from, but I have nothing to do with Tiger Woods, but you remember the voicemail Tiger left to the one chick where he was like, hey, you know, so-and-so, this is Tiger. I thought that was, like, the funniest shit ever. <laughs> so, like, bro, we know your voice, bro. Like, I know your voice, and I don't even talk to you every day. <laughs> you, but you remember the video, and we was all like, why would he say that in the voicemail? So I just picked that up. So that's why whenever I call, I'd be like, hey, man, this D'Angelo. <laughs> I was wondering. That makes sense. Yeah, but okay. So the second thing is, is so we finally leave my cousin's house, right? We finally leave my cousin's house, and my wife is looking in her phone, and she go, "Honey, you know who uh, Presley Harvin the Third is?" And I said, "Yeah, he was the punter that the Steelers just got." She was like, "Nah, he ain't no punter. He do something else." I said, "Nah, uh-uh. he a punter." She was like, "Nah, have you seen him?" I said, "Yeah, I done seen him." I said, she said, honey, he looks like he does more than point. Like, nah, uh uh-uh. He just wake up and just do that shit just to do that. Because you don't need any of that to be a partner. Like, I don't, like, he probably can go in. He just go in, squat four, five, nine hundred times, bench presses 600 pounds, and go kick footballs. I said, that that is a clear indication that, like, I don't know if he, just a really good kicker or just unathletic to where all he can do is kick is I'm, I'm so baffled by this guy because of just, but this was, this is like David Boston when he came as a wide receiver, just jacked up big. And you're like, Whoa, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, we don't necessarily know if he played up to his ability. We know that, you know, he tested positive for some drugs and stuff like that. I'm not saying that that's what this young man is on. I'm saying that this young man does not look like a punter. And I, I, I don't, is he athletic? I mean, I don't know. I tried to watch some tape on him. And my wife was like, he does more than punt. He must kick extra points too. I said, no, he punt. And I was like, even if he kicked extra points, shit, that don't change how he looks. <laughs> he looks like a monster. But so, he's a damn punter. So my question is, can he tackle? Because can he put that monster look into work all, as a punter? Because if you uh, can do that, if you're that deadly, if you can punt and fly down there and make a tackle too, that's something that there's not very many of in the NFL. There might be one other person that does yeah, that. He's a fucking punter. You know exactly what you're going to get out of a punter. I don't know what you did. The mentality alone lets you know. I was like, honey, imagine him punting that ball right there. And then you see him come up and he just get ran the hell over like all punters do. Like, you're going to be like, dang, bro, you probably should just leave the weight room alone. Just just go live your best life. You don't even need to be in there. But I told her, I said, this is a strong case of and, – and, and again, I was hating because she said this is my new favorite player. And I said, why is this your new favorite player? She was like, well, he changing the face a pun. And I said, no, uh-uh. Hold up. Let, first of all, let's correct this. 
he ain't changing the face. It's not like he going down there blowing people up. Just because he looked like he harnessed that ability don't mean he does. Like, <laughs> just for pure looks. He's a punter at the end of the there day. There are plenty of players we all grew up with that looked the part and did not play the part at all. Ooh, Wait, and y'all yeah, remember, absolutely. one of the most famous punter blowing up somebody came from the Panthers game, right? Y'all remember that? No, we don't. I, I just thought there was – oh, I have to look it up while y'all are talking. But there was a clip. There was a punt. Uh, it was a punter, and uh, he got blown up. The The Panthers were the guys receiving it, and somebody on their team got blown up. I can't remember what team it was against, but I have to go look it up. Uh, but y'all saw what the Panthers used a draft pick on, didn't you? No. A long snapper. <laughs> but they just paid their long snapper for like like five years. So like – and he's done well for him. So I don't know what the – I don't understand the yeah. purpose of that. Wait, hold up, hold up. Let me <laughs> – what? I. What? <laughs> yeah, because they uh, – Hold up, hold up. I, I, I didn't just... watch all the drafts. So you're telling me right now as we're talking, it was a fucking long snapper that got drafted? Yep, and and the only reason I know about it is because they put it on their social media. The call between uh, Rule and the punter or the long snapper. He's like, "Are you ready? Are you coming?" And like, you could tell the long snapper is thinking like he's not going to get drafted. He was like, "Uh, well, we're trying to figure that out right now." And then Rule's like, "No, I just drafted you." And he goes into like, "Shit, he didn't even believe it." (laughs) Right? You gotta go watch the video. So, so my my question is then: so the current long snapper, they just going to release him because he's been there when we were there, and he signed what I think. Two years ago, he signed like a five-year deal. Are they just going to release him? Because you don't draft a long snapper and then cut him if you're going to waste a draft pick on it. Right. So, you, so you're telling me that you pay Matt Rule all this money and you get all these draft picks because I think they had one of the highest draft picks. They had like 13, I think, and they had like the, the most they've ever had since 1995 when they were an expansion team. And you take a fucking – Deep snapper? I would say he probably wouldn't have got drafted. You probably could have signed him as a free agent. I'm wondering if they did it for social media clout because the video did go viral. And so it's it's been making its rounds. That's that's not the business. That's not – yeah, so that, that, that ain't worth the yeah, – That should that make you happy as a fan, personally. Maybe that's the business yeah. in 21, though. Okay. Because what, right. I'm, I'm how many times do you get a decent player that's like – you know, someone you're gonna keep at 222. I don't know. Dude, I'm just, Tom Brady got drafted super late, 190 something, 200, and he went. He's who he is. Okay, okay. Let's do the one example of somebody that was I'm drafted. Just, yeah, that's the Bill. That's the Bill Belichick. That's that Bill Belichick conversation where when people say, "Man, name a coach that they never played that's successful," everybody go Bill Belichick. I get right. It. Um, <laughs> but this is what I wanted to talk about, and and. I, and I know I'm I'm not trying to hijack this, but I do have a, this is a serious question for Gary, and maybe time you can chime in. So Kenneth Gainwell got drafted this this uh this draft. He went in the fifth round. He came out early, and he only played a, he only played one year of college football. And I think we discussed this. And that that college football year was Memphis, and he went fifth round to the Eagles. Do you th- what we know for a fact that had he came back, he would have made more money. But is this the right decision? If I'm a kid and I have an opportunity, and this is this is me to get drafted, whether it's the fifth round or the third round. Maybe third round is 
where I max out at. But between the third and the fifth, you know, anywhere at third or fourth, you're safe, kind of. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it, a opportunity is an opportunity. Fifth round, long as it's not, I mean, kind of seventh round, you get what I'm saying, Gary. Mm-hmm. Did this kid make the right decision? Obviously, we don't know what's going on in his life, but we're just talking about strictly money here. Third round versus fifth round, because he would have had a third round grade had he came back to college. I would say I think he made the correct choice for himself in the moment. Do I think he look in hindsight? No. Yeah. It was a COVID shortened year. Uh, I don't. Did he opt? Did he end up opting out? Yeah, he opted out and so, just entered the draft. So, so I would say no. I would say you come back and you obviously he still risk injury. You take your. I would think you would take your insurance thing and you come back improve and then you try and go better because I'm sure he got draft grades where he thought he where they thought he was going to go. But also maybe the draft grade said he was going to be a third round pick, second and, he's, and third oh, round pick. Yeah, and then yeah. and he got drafted in fifth because like me personally. I was projected anywhere from the third to seventh. So, like, I had no idea where I was going to go. I could have went early as third, and I ended up going in the fifth. I could have went as late as the seventh. You just never know, and a lot of it depends on that. He could have got bad advice saying he was going to get drafted earlier, and he left anyways. I, that's why I think there should be something in, in college where if a football player, just like they have in, in basketball, if you don't sign with an agent, you can, you can back out before the draft starts. If the draft starts – you're no longer eligible to coming back. But if you, if you don't sign with an agent, you can go all the way up to the time the draft is about to start and decide to remove yourself in the draft and go back to school. I think that should be an option because too many kids nowadays in college football, they get bad advice. They think, oh, I can come out or whatever. And you see so many kids that leave early go undrafted and all that stuff because they got terrible advice. And if they just waited and they had the opportunity to go back, they probably would have went back before the draft started knowing everything that they were hearing. Okay. So I'm I'm glad that you you said what you just said because it it makes a lot of sense and it'll roll us right into this. Yeah, time I'm 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 pretty much taking over this podcast because you fuckers took it over last week. I'm about to say back back to business as usual. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Before before you continue, D, just let me clarify. So the top ten seventh round picks: Bo Jackson, Shannon Sharp, uh, Donald Driver, Marquise Colston. Julian Edelman, Gary Anderson, the kicker, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those are the top 10 seventh-round picks. Okay, so that's that's some good names. Top 10 sixth-round picks. Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Antonio, Antonio Bethea, Delaney Walker, um, Jason Kelsey, center, Mike Anderson, running back, Alfred Morris, Tyrod Taylor, Latavius Murray. So there is talent there. Yeah. It's just whether you find it. Yeah, yeah. It is. So so with that being said, I had a conversation with Tori Smith over Twitter. It, it had been weeks ago, and I wanted to ask you. I thought it was a smart idea, but apparently he told me it's not a smart idea. So the NFL had opposed uh, uh, the CBA. I don't know if it was the CBA or the NFL. They, wanted, they proposed a thing where instead of paying players over 17 weeks, they wanted to pay them over like, what was it, 36 weeks? Or, I think it was 36, yeah. Yeah, 36 weeks. And Tory Smith said, this is the dumbest thing ever. You know, I want my money and I want it now. I want to make the interest off the money in the 17 weeks versus the 36 weeks. And I said, nah, man, you don't want the 17 weeks. You want the 36 weeks. So if you go into a lockout or a year like that, you still have checks coming in while you're locked out. The problem that you have is, is if you get paid over the 17 weeks and the lockout is past those 17 weeks, 
or which is ideally after the season is when the lockout happened. That's when players are hurting for money that are not making the millions and millions of dollars. I wanted to know what you thought about it because I thought 36 weeks or over stretched over months in the that you get paid as long as you got a check coming in, you can withstand anything. I I honestly believe that 17 week pay period, you have to structure your life around that and it has to last you the entire year. So if you got 36 weeks now, you have a little bit more room to budget things. So I like the thought of the 36 week. I think if you're going to agree to a 36 week pay scale, then it should be locked in. Hey, this is guaranteed money. 36 weeks guaranteed because 17 weeks is guaranteed because the season's going on. So what happens if it's 36 weeks and after the season ends, they decide to cut you, you still getting that rest of that money or not? That's the stuff that you'd have to find out if it's going to be over 36 weeks. Cause you could see guys that are on the bubble. Hey, well, we didn't make the playoffs. We're going to go and start cutting weight. Well, they're not going to want to be tied to that money. So the NFL is probably going to try and find a way to make it where they don't have to pay the rest of those weeks. That's why I can see why they would want it to be 36 weeks. But to me, if you're going to go 36 weeks, it has to be as soon as you sign that contract and you, you hit the first game, it's all guaranteed. You're getting 36 weeks worth of pay. No matter what happens, you get that money. I think all that's right, let, the only way to resolve that. Let me go ahead and chime in for the uh, non-rich people that are out here. I already know what everybody's thinking. Uh, they're going ahead and say that anybody that's in the NFL should not be worried about living paycheck to paycheck. So I'm going to say that people are going to be thinking, what does it matter when you get paid? But I think what it boils down to is the education on saving and being able to budget your money. Because you guys talk about it all the time, how people come into the league, blow their money. So it sounds like, D'Angelo, to me, you're saying it's better to have a forced savings somewhat for these people. Because instead of giving them a whole chunk of 17, spread it out so you save them from themselves. Where if you yeah. have somebody that's good with their money, like Gary, you know, to become rich, it's like you got to – then they, obviously they are able to budget the 17 weeks and be fine throughout the whole year. So I guess it just depends on, like, who you are, what your spending habits are. Are you going to go out to the clubs, buy all this stuff that, you know, when you have it during 17 weeks and leave you looking for money the rest of the weeks? Or are you someone that's going to be able to look after the money that you're going to get? Because, you know, he does have a good point. If you get your money early and you're able to invest it in stuff that you want invested in, then, you know, that's money, you know, that's interest that you're accruing. There's money that you're accruing that you wouldn't if it's spread out. So I think it just depends on the type of person you are when it comes to spending money. But, But I would say a lot of that is, as you've seen and stats have proven, most NFL guys, most athletes don't budget their money well. No. And that's just a proven fact. It's sad, but I what they they did that whole thing where right. I think it was like 40% go broke after the NFL because they don't budget their money. Like there, yeah. there's a, that's a reason why you put this in in place. And even if you don't make it mandatory, you make it the option. Do you want it 36 or do you want it 17? I'm I get, say you, I right. still think if it's 36, it has to be guaranteed. That way there's but my no thing is, somebody gets released. I don't think you can make it a standard thing, though, because we talking about grown men out here. And if you tell me as a grown man, if I want my paycheck in 17 weeks because I know how to handle my business and you're telling me I can't get my money, I'm going to have a problem with that. Whereas What's because it? there's there's other people out here that can't budget. I got to I got to I got to take that on me because he can't budget his money. 
Okay, so I, I got to play devil's advocate. I, I have to play devil's advocate, and y'all can call me dickheads all you want to, but just right now, all the people out there that have never played football or never played professional sports, period, you talk about comparing it to a job. When your job go from biweekly or go from weekly checks to biweekly checks without you having to approve it, then why should it matter if the NFL does the same thing if you see it as a job? So if they put it in place and say, hey, we plan it on 32, 36 weeks, we don't give a damn that you want to be paid in 17. Just like your job, your employer don't care that you want to get paid every week. You gotta. That's what you ask them when you go there. What's the weekly pay scale? Is it two weeks or is it one week? You don't set that shit. You don't set it at all. So that's me playing devil advocate. So with that being said, giving me 36 weeks over 17, yeah, it protects me from myself. I don't give a damn how you feel. I'm going from numbers. I'm going from statistics. And statistics are telling me that you saying that you grown means you're going to be broke as hell week 19, <laughs> 20, or 21. That's what I'm telling you. So I'm saving that. you from yourself because all these kids that just got out of college that was broke, that came from these different backgrounds, they're going to get their ass in the NFL and they're going to have all these checks and stuff coming and they're going to look up and it's going to be other horror stories. The horror stories that's going on today was the same horror stories that was going on since the beginning of football or professional sports. It's not going right. to stop until we kind of put in place like these stop gaps where it protects us from ourselves. Well, and another thing it will protect that we haven't even mentioned once. We literally took a class on how to say no to friends and families. Like we had a class where they told you your family, your friends, people you you grew up with that you might not be close with, they're going to come to you with ideas for investing, all this kind of stuff. You got to learn to say no. This would help you say no because you have to 36 weeks. You don't have that big chunk of money to make those large investments right away that some people take bad investments and lose out on because they trust somebody that they shouldn't trust because they think they can. When money gets involved, People have different motives. It doesn't matter how close you are. If you're not, if they're not in your super close inner circle, people have motives that affect them. They're not really worrying about right. you because it's free money to them at that point if you're willing to do that. So that's the unfortunate part. And that's why we took, they provide classes. We're saying, hey, we're going to show you this is what's going to happen. Here's the stuff that has happened. And they're going to teach yeah. you how to say no, that you need to say no to everybody until you figure out what works for you and your lifestyle before you try to help anybody else. So make sure you're stable first. Right, right. And every, yeah, exactly. Because every investment is not as good as Safe Moon. So you're not going to be able to like just take <laughs> their money. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so I'm not going to act like you're right. You know, it's, it is, it's a different world. Like Dwayne Wayne out here. It's a different world where y'all come from in the NFL, professional athletes. It's something that I, unless I win the lottery, I'll never understand what oh, you guys Don't worry. Have if you win the lottery, I'm asking you for some investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, asking for, I'm, I'm asking not going to feel bad at all. Stuff. Right, right. Exactly. So I think it's great that the NFL has those in place, but – my thing is, if I'm someone that's – because, I mean, you know, Carla, you work for the team, but you guys are pretty much just individual contractors. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you're going out there, and so it's like you can, you should be able to set your own way of how you want to get paid. I mean, obviously, there are standards and stuff you got to follow. But I'm saying if, if, I'm, if I'm responsible for my money and I want it in 17 weeks, I don't think that someone should say, no, we have to force you to do this because – Nobody. I think, like you said, I think the best option would be 
kind of have it as an option. Like, if you would rather have it spread out like this, that's fine. If you'd rather get in the smaller chunks uh, or the bigger chunks over 17 weeks, that's fine because at the end of the day, you can't mess with people's money. And so that's 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 important. But, yeah, like you said, Gary, you can't just not pay the people afterwards. That is going to yeah. be an important part. And the, the thing is, like, you, you, you were bringing up um, the different pay scales, all that kind of stuff. Now I forgot where I was going to go with it. I had a good point with it. And I forgot. I had a good, really good point. You're getting old, Gary. No, oh. he's doing, he doing something other than just playing video games at the house. No. <laughs> I, oh I had a good point. And wow. you kept rambling on, and I was trying to think of what I wanted. I was trying to keep I, it. I didn't no. say anything. No, if, anything, if anything, it's because he hangs around you so much, you got a contact high. He's killing his brain cells. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> You, are you done? Are you done, good? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm good. I don't got it right now. When it pops back in my head, I don't worry. I'll come back. Go ahead, Tom. Take it over, man. So one thing I wanted to bring up from this weekend, I want to talk to you guys about um, the Mortal Kombat movie. So I was really excited to check this out because I don't know about you guys, but I love playing Mortal Kombat growing up. I'm one of those that – Oh, got it. Got it. Oh, sorry. Interruption. Uh, got it. Uh, so got it. when you talked about the part of like – we should have the option to negotiate the the rates or whatever. Well, we do. It's a CBA and it's a majority decision. And a lot of guys don't get their words said. So that's so it, it's whoever whoever the most votes go for. That's what it's going to be. It doesn't matter what you what you want. It's not individually where it's a collective bargain agreement that everybody agrees upon. So that's where you're never going to get. Hey, if it's not, you got to argue it together at the same time. Bro, right. that's what you was remember. I yeah, thought you so had was, some like no, no, philosophical no, type CBA. shit. You, oh shit! But go ahead. Is that, is that the podcast I see okay, up there? Time get over it. here. Let me get yeah. back. On, <laughs> let me get back on the rim. <laughs> uh, <Ooh>. so, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I thought it was a great point. Gary, look at your dimples coming out. That's how you know you got shot. <laughs> he got booed on the podcast. <laughs> and you know what? Mute, Steve. Oh, wait a minute. All right, let's talk about this Mortal Kombat movie. All right, so I wanted to know who was your favorite character in the movie, Gary, and who do you feel like was done wrong? We'll start with you, Gary, and then we'll go to D'Angelo. So for me, watching it, growing up, I've always thought Scorpion and Sub-Zero were both bad guys. Uh, this movie sort of twisted it on its end a little bit that Scorpion's not, well, spoiler alert uh, for everybody that has not seen it. Scorpion is a somewhat good guy, I guess, to start. Because in the, in the original movie, he was a bad guy and he fought for the another realm. So he fought for the bad side. And this one, he's not. So I, I, I to me... I'm a big Sub-Zero guy. always have been. I like Sub-Zero. I didn't like the story, but I don't, I don't read the comics. I don't know if that is the story, where, what, which what they portrayed. But I really liked Kano as well, because Kano never really shined in the game series. And I thought with him having the speaking parts that he did, I thought it was hilarious. He was a hilarious character, and yeah. I really liked it. Obviously, the best finisher was uh, Kung Lao's finisher was amazing with a flawless <laughs> victory. But uh, so I would honestly probably my favorite would probably been Kano just because of the 
the talking aspect he got for the from that yeah. movie. But my favorite all time is either Scorpion or Sub Zero. So just seeing them fight was pretty cool. Was there anybody you felt like they did wrong? Uh, so I my favorite character, my my favorite character is Liu okay. Kang. Liu Kang was my guy, and I would always. And I, I, I think this is Liu Kang. Liu Kang was the one that turned into the dragon that would bite you in half. Yeah. Okay, that that's my guy. Well, when I when I saw the, the no, in the <laughs> but in the movie it's a it's a it's a fiery dragon that does it. It's not like an actual dragon. Oh, yeah. So it was interesting how they did that. That they, I mean, he did that finisher, but Scorpion and Sub Zero, bro, like their hands down, obviously carried the game. And again, I don't know the storyline. But it 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 it, it drew me here, and I don't want to draw your attention away from Mortal Kombat because that's what we're talking about. So I asked my wife because I don't know, I don't know the storyline, I don't know the setup of Mortal Kombat, and it brought me to Street Fighter. I was like, what's the hell? What's the backstory of Street Fighter? Like I have no idea. I just know that those are fighting games that we played in our prime. That I didn't even know that they had a backstory. Do you know that these fucking games have backstories, bro? I knew Mortal Kombat did Street Fighter. I've never heard one. Cause I knew Mortal Kombat has comics and stuff too. Yeah. So so yeah. Each one of them has like a backstory, and I'm like, dude, I gotta look them up. And I was in the course of looking them up, and didn't have a chance to like really get a chance to look at them before this podcast. So I don't have the answers for you. But it was shocking because I'm like, damn, I just thought we fought. Like it was just a fight to the death. I didn't know that yeah. you know there was bad guys or there was good guys. I just thought hell, they was just a collection of guys fighting to to become mortal immortal yeah <laughs> and i think what's funny about that is you know you mentioned the scorpion was kind of a good guy and you're right i guess in the older movies you know sub-zero kind of helped the earth realm but i feel like it's all relative to what your perspective is like if i'm someone that's in sub-zero's clan and scorpion's clan is our mortal enemy then yeah he kills them but it's like if they're trying to kill us, then in, and the clan of Sub Zero, he's a hero. You know what I'm saying? Whereas to us on the outside, it looks like he's a bad guy because he went after Scorpion and his family. Um, but so all that I know, say is, the, go ahead. Sorry, Sub Zero is my favorite character. He's always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Always been my favorite to play with. Well, him and uh, Reptile and Rain. Just because I always like the ninja characters. Yep. Yes. So all them um, were always my favorite. So the fact that Sub-Zero was such a badass was cool to me, even though he was on the bad guy's side technically in this movie. But what had me the most pissed off about this movie was how dirty they did Goro and made him same, look same thing. like a chump. Yep. Like this, yeah. this is Prince Goro. Not only that, but like... Uh, He's the right-hand man of Shang Tsung. Right, and even mentions like, oh, how proud I am to have a son of whatever, and like just talking him up. And then he goes out to this guy who just discovered his power and, you know, was already ass kicked. Right. And I'm saying, like, and if anybody remembers in the old school games, Goro was one of the hardest characters to be. Oh, bro. He was so strong, too, bro. Right, and it was almost like he was even harder to beat than Shang Tsung at the end yep. because it was like once you got past him, it's like, okay, I'm good now. But getting past him was the hard part. So for Goro to go out like a little punk like that, I was pissed. I was heated about that. Kano 
was hilarious. Yes. Probably one of my favorite characters. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but he's a very handsome actor, too. I don't know why I thought that, but I, just something that popped into my mind. Anyways, Kano was hilarious. <laughs> that was Kano. hella random, Ty. That I don't tough. know. It's just, it's just something I thought about. Now, I say that because I had a couple friends uh, message me before. Who said like, he looked like Kano. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I knew uh, where he was going with that. You looks like Kano a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, so when I saw it, I was like, okay, I can see it a little bit. <laughs> I, I can say this. And there was a lot of people that was really pissed off about the storyline. And because I don't know the storyline of the video game, I was like, this is not that bad. Had I known the storyline, then probably I'd have something to be pissed off about. But I don't know the storyline to Mortal Kombat. Neither do I know the storyline to fucking Street Fighter. So because I don't know it, I'm I thought it wasn't bad that they put this movie together. However, I was pissed off about this. Every whether it's Street Fighter, whether it's Marvel Comics with the Winter Soldier, why we always gotta see like Jax. Jax got his damn arms froze off. He got him ripped off in other movies. We know that he come back with the bionic arms. It's insane to me that we got to keep reliving these injuries over and Wait, over and over again. What do you think about Jax when he first get those get those little like puny arms on? It looks like the guy from Scary Movie is like, "Take my strong hand." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, give me your other hand. No, this is my strong hand. Dude was like, "Man, <laughs> damn it, I'm letting go." See. See, I know you mentioned that people didn't like some of the story. The thing is, I, I don't mind it because they're setting it up for a trilogy. They want to make three movies. That was the initial plan when they made this. And as you see, the way it ended, all the characters got pulled in by Shang Tsung with the black smoke, which means they're not dead. They get brought back because he said, and he even said, he said, life is not the end or death is not the end, meaning that they're going to be brought back and they still have to go over the tournament. So, because they haven't had the tournament yet. So, I think the whole thing's going to keep culminating. And then they had the little teaser with Johnny Cage, which who knows who's that going to be. But I think Johnny Cage, people were pissed he wasn't. I was actually happy he was. I actually didn't want Luke Kane in it because I wanted to see more char- different characters you don't get story on. Which they didn't dive into Luke Kane, which is good. He's young. It's the younger Luke Kane versus in the version they had in the original movie. Yeah. I, I liked it. I just like having some of the other characters have a little bit of a role so we learn a little more about them. I, I, I can't say this, say though. Second, I, 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 oh. Real quick, the second player or the second person I think they did the worst was Liu Kang because, yeah, he had some bad, but, like, he never, because you remember in the first movie, he was, like, Earth's champion. Yep. Like, he was the dude. Well, yeah. this one, it kind of seemed like he was playing – uh, a secondary role and then like praising Kung Lao as like the hero of earth and everything. I'm like, no, that's you fool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I, <laughs> I was they a did upset. make him get whipped too. Right. At the first fight, he looked terrible. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I, I, I got to ask you this question. Who was the guy that beat Goro that had the suit and that absorbed? So the power? He is a brand new character. They just created. He has never been in the game. He, they created him for the movie. They created a whole new character. Okay. All right. yep. I, I was so confused by this guy, but here's what I have to say. If I have one issue with the movie, even not knowing the storyline, this is what I kept telling myself. I was like, how in the hell are they going to bring Scorpion back? Because they killed him. Because at first I was like, no, he doesn't die because like something's going to happen. He's going to make a deal with the devil or something. 
it was very awful in how they brought the Scorpion back. Like how they brought Scorpion back. Like we could have came up with a better idea. We could have been a little bit more creative than the shit that y'all gave us when y'all came up with this movie. So, so Mike, I, I don't have a problem with it because they, they had the bloodlines connected, which was what brought him back through the sword because Cole's blood was his blood and they connected it with the, the old blood from Scorpion on the thing. It's, it is a reach. I agree. My <laughs> biggest thing is, though, like how are you going to bring him back again? Because he left again. Right. So that's what I'm now saying. how do you bring him back? Because you can't use the same trick you just did. And Cole doesn't use those as weapons. So is he just going to carry it in his back pocket now? And then if he needs him, he's going to use it. How do you bring him back if you need him to fight again? Is he going to fight on the nether realm now? But he can't because, uh, like he did, because Sub-Zero's on that side. He doesn't like yeah. Sub-Zero. So how do you do all that? It's going to be interesting to see if they get the opportunity to make the trilogy the way they want and see where they go with it. Because I'm intrigued. I think they did a good job. I like some of the fictalities. I like some of the like the, the throwback to flawless victory. I yeah. love that. Or the finishing. I like that stuff. That was a little. That was stuff for us people that played the games. Well, and I'm telling, you, I'm telling a- you right now. I'm telling you right now, Gary. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't give a damn what time say. But if Scorpion and Sub Zero is not in the next movie, it's gonna bomb, bro. Because those are the two characters character. that make Mortal Kombat. So I don't know if Sub Zero will, because Sub Zero, this is something you'll learn if you the more you read. He turns into Noob Sabat, which is the Black Ninja. And the, uh, he's like he's all in black and he does like smoke and all this kind of stuff. So Noob Sabat, Sub Zero turns into him. So I think they're trying to work that into. I think that's where it's going to become. And there might be a new Sub Zero that will take its place, but it won't be that Sub Zero we just saw. Okay. Tom? I, I, well, I, where did you read that? Online. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking that Noob Sabot was Sub Zero's brother. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just, it could be. I just it's something I saw that when people were talking about the sequel, they're like that they think Noob Sabot because Sub Zero. They said his whole transition is he starts as Sub Zero and then he eventually becomes Noob Sabot or something. I'm gonna roll with you, Gary, only because you got enough time to look this shit up. <laughs> I don't think time does, so right, I'm gonna roll with right. you on this one, Gary. All right. Well, we'll see. But yeah, so I am interested. It was funny because uh, Cynthia played the game as a little, little kid, so she actually really enjoyed the movie. And I think that's what it is. If you played the uh, game growing up and you walked in there just wanting to see like the fun fight scenes, you enjoyed it. If you went in there expecting it to be some sort of Oscar-winning uh, movie, you're disappointed. But we need to keep it rolling, and we need to move on to everybody in this podcast, especially Gary. I know this is one of Gary's favorite players right behind uh, J.J. Watt. Um, Tim Tebow. And, and, and are we I asked doing this? Are, why are well, we fucking still talking about Tim Tebow in 2021? Scary. Why is this it, even a thing? First of all, that is why a child of God to talk about Tim Tebow like that. And that's like talking about Chick-fil-A out here, D'Angelo. And what I'm saying is, Gary, you're living in the Jacksonville area. So I, I know you got your finger on the pulse because you get out of the house a lot. So you know what people in Jacksonville are saying about Tim Tebow. So what, what's your take? No, 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 no. Before Gary go, I got to say this. Do you know how many good tight ends were in this draft or players that play in college right now that he potentially stole a workout from because they decided they wanted to bring him in? Dude, Tim Tebow. Go ahead, Gary. Just go ahead. 
So, like you said, I am from the Jacksonville. I actually played against uh, Tim Tebow's team in in high school. Actually, he was a sophomore. I was a senior. He actually was hurt for the game, so I didn't actually get to play against him. Um, but uh, yeah, everybody loves ass him. Kick. Garrett them got the ass kicked. If no, y'all no, want to know, no, no, no. Oh, y'all didn't lose forty. Tim T- we beat him by 40, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. We All beat right. their team by 40. He didn't play, but his back, we smoked him. That was my senior year. So when we went to the playoffs. We were good. Uh, now, they did, they, now, the Tebow-led team did beat the team after I graduated 70 nothing. But that was, I wasn't on that team anymore, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Tebow is loved here. Obviously, he went to Florida. He was everybody's favorite. Um. I, like D said, I, I just I don't understand the whole thing. I don't think he actually was given a actual workout. I think it was more he just did a workout and he knows the tight end coach and he did it with him. I don't think he actually was like a sanctioned workout with the Jaguars. Uh, I don't I don't know for sure if it did. That's terrible because like D said, there's so many other kids that deserve that shot. Not a 33 year old guy that's never played tight end before. Now I will hundred percent. I've said this since day one. If Tebow would have moved to tight end when he got drafted instead of quarterback, I think he would have been a great tight end because I think he had the work ethic. I think he had the ability. He had the speed. He had the hands. He could do it at at that point. Not at 33-year-old. He was just he wanted to play quarterback, so be it. But he wasn't a great quarterback, so then he didn't work out there. So then he went and played baseball. He got the triple-A batting 130. Like, that doesn't happen. It's all because of his name, sold tickets. So, again, in baseball, he took kid spots that deserved the opportunity. He took it because of his name. Now he's trying to get a job as a tight end in the NFL, taking kid spots again. To me, that's just – it doesn't make sense because I know he preaches how good he is – like, how good – like, I know he's, you say he's a man of God because he is, all that kind of stuff. But to me, he's always giving back, all that kind of stuff. Seems like in those two opportunities, in baseball and in football, he's trying to take other people's opportunities. And that doesn't make sense to me. Like, because he's had his opportunities, he's had his chances, and he's 33. I was told I was too old at 31. So if you're going to give him a shot at 33 because he's your best friend and you coached him, it just doesn't make sense. It just makes it look bad optics. And if he got, if he did get a, on the team, whatever, I'm willing to bet. I think D would agree with this. If somebody's best friends with the coach. Aren't you, as a player, going to think he's going to rat anything you say? He's going to report back to the coach. You're not going to trust yes. him as a teammate. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know why we're still talking about Tim Tebow. I, I don't. I honestly don't understand how. I would always say, and and this is me a pre Tim Tebow era that it doesn't matter how big your name is if you can't play football, this this league will spit you out and the world will be done with you. Tim Tebow is the only person that I know. Just his name alone gets him opportunities. And I don't know if it's because he's a good player or is it because he does so much stuff in the community and he's such a good he guy. He's, he is. Like, he's an amazing dude. I'll give like, him this. 100%. Like him just being an amazing dude gets him jobs that other people that are really good at that. Like this is – I guess this is the equivalent of that person – that's uh that doesn't is underqualified for the job and he still get it because he's just a good dude like i i understand or because I, they know somebody yeah because they know so i understand how people feel in these normal jobs that are not professional athletes on people having jobs and are underqualified for the job and you're you're overqualified for it, but you can't even get them to even look at you 
And I look at Tim Tebow and I'm like, how is he making our headlines as a tight end now when he played quarterback and he wasn't even a good quarterback? I mean, he was in college. I think arguably, and I'm going to have to say this, Gary, I don't give a damn what you say. He is arguably the best player to ever play in college football. Okay. I just, I can't, I, I like where you're going, but I disagree. I, I have to say that. Uh, so with that being said, and he did what he did with what he had. So I have to give him that. Now he was surrounded by everybody on his offense winning the first round. Everybody did. But I'm saying he should not be getting these opportunities based on some shit that he did in college. Like you said, 130 average, he made it to the triple A's. I don't even know how he played baseball. Everything Tim Tebow wants to do, he can do it if he wants to. If he wanted to go bobsled right now, there's a spot for him on the bobsled team, not because he's a bobsledder, but because he's just a fucking good guy. And it's crazy to me that people that say good guys come in last, you're lying because Tim Tebow's winning. <laughs> Tom, I would like to hear your side on this. And you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like God's favor. And so, you know what? He is living right, and he is being blessed. But here's my question. Uh, Gary, how many playoff wins do you have? Uh, none. Dan, how many playoff wins you got? Um, four or five. Okay, so you, you can talk about it. But I know my boy Tim Six Tebow seven, got right? a playoff win. Don't but he? did he really, though? Like, he threw a, a duck, <laughs> and, and the receiver did everything. Who did he beat? I can't remember who it was. God, who was it they beat? Anybody remember? I don't remember. I, I don't want to talk about this because that shit was luck. He threw it to a slant. He took it to the crib. I can't believe you bringing up old shit, bro. That was before I got to Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, well, then I won't hold it against you. But here's my thing when it comes to Tebow. You're right. It is pretty interesting that he gets all these opportunities, you know, opened up to him. And... um you know, it's it's like you said, Gary. Like you were told, you were too old at thirty-one. Uh, but the the fact that and that's what I was trying to tell y'all, you know, earlier as far as the the long snapper getting drafted. I feel like a lot of teams are shifting to the, you know, getting their name in the news, viral stuff that can happen because this might just be a publicity stunt to get the jack. I mean, even though you know they had the number one overall pick, they you know they they obviously have a lot of stuff going forward but tim tebow moves the needle people love tim tebow why not just say we're letting him try out it's been all over the news right so i mean people people are in a it's a publicity stunt world because of social media i think it's a smart move by the jags to at least let him try also uh to your point about tebow being the best quarter or player in college history here's a little uh news for you alex smith's stats versus tebow's at florida are almost identical and alex smith played at utah with the same coach just so you know it's almost identical i think tebow, Wait, I mean, national so, championships. tebow just has more national championships and right. more more trophies. uh he has one heisman trophy correct and he has uh, what is he had one national championship Tebow? I think they only won oh, yeah. one. I think they lost the other two. No, I think they. I, I can't remember. I guess you can count his freshman year when he wasn't the starting quarterback. If you want to count Chris Lee, I mean, he was on that team. Correct, but he wasn't the leader of the team. Well, what, okay. what I need to do is, Gary, while you're looking that up, or DeAngelo, while you're looking that up, I want to say this flashback to what we were talking about earlier with the Sub Zero. I went and looked it up on uh, Mortal Kombat Wiki. 
We were actually both right at the same time. So what it is is the original Sub-Zero, a.k.a. Elder Sub-Zero, the very first one dies and becomes Noob Sabot, and his little brother, who is like the current Sub-Zero, is uh that's his brother so his new noob sabot's brother is the new sub-zero okay so that's why i was saying that so the one that was in the movie is probably going to be noob sabot and they'll bring in another sub-zero right okay right somebody like, yeah yep but um did you look it up you're uh, looking up Wow, I said, I said, why do you look up how many national championships Tebow's got? Oh. I'm gonna say this, and then I see Dan'sville over here on the phone, but we we know he ain't doing anything to deal with this podcast. He's just over there scrolling. No, I, I was reading that uh, <laughs> Urban Myers just so, bought a house, a two point two million dollar house right next, next to, to right down the street to Tebow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was like. Whoa, that's crazy. Maybe that's why he got the job opportunity. So he has two national championships. One was one his first year where he only played – he only threw the ball 33 times. He was the backup quarterback to Chris Leak. So, yes, I guess you can see he has two, but he didn't play really. Yeah. Didn't, he, didn't he have some significant plays, though, that year or something? He, he, had, he had 89 rushes, so he did more rushing than he did actual playing quarterback. Okay, so that's pretty similar to his NFL career. Yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, did, I think I think that's all I have for today. Are you you guys got anything else? No, Angelo, no. I, think, I, I think it's pretty good. I, I right. just uh, I, I have to say this though. I looking back at at everything you've seen in football, like that's transcending. Obviously, like uh, the defensive end, they've gotten faster. They've gotten stronger. They're not like what they used to be back in the '60s the fifties and the forties and you don't combine generations. You don't combine generations at all. I have to ask this question. Is Presley Harvin the third, the new punter now? Like no. obviously we had Marquise King. Is that his name? Mark. He was, I think he's more athletic. Is that his name? Marquise King. Uh, that was yes. a punter for the Raiders that, you know, he was, he, he had all the all swag the, and everything. Yeah, he had all the swag and everything, and like he had transcended transcended the the pun spot. And then along came uh, what's his name? Uh, well, he said, "Do it for the culture." Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee comes in, he changes it up, and you like, oh man, you know this. But this Presley Henry the third dude, like, is this the new punter? Is this? I'm gonna say that- no because I've never seen another punter that actually likes the lift. Other than Steve Weatherford of the Giants. He was the only other guy that did that. Wait, what about an uh, old buddy from the Panthers that was jacked? Okay. Was... Do you know his name? He, he, I know you're not uh, talking about, uh, uh, not John Casey, but what's the, the one that was there when we were there? Uh, Jason? Jason Baker. Jason Baker? Jason Baker no. wasn't jacked? You're talking no. about that after. So yeah, Andy Lee, Brad. Todd Sauerbrunn? Yeah. He wasn't with us. I played with Jason Baker, Andy Lee. I didn't play with Andy Lee. He can't, yeah, I played with him in uh, Cleveland. Brad Nortman is the two I played with. Baker and Nortman. Yeah. Anybody else I did not play with at Carolina. Okay, I think I'm thinking about Sauerbrunn, maybe. But I don't know. I, I, seem to, I feel like I remember one of the Panthers funders was jacked. Um, but, yeah, as far as your question, D'Angelo, I mean – the only thing I could see is, like you brought up earlier, it opening the eyes of people like, hey, I can be jacked if I'm not athletic. Maybe I can go do this. I, if I want to make it to the NFL, 
I can go be a punter, or I can go be a long snapper or a kicker, and I can just be jacked and look like, you know, a beast. Because I, you know, I wonder, you know, I don't know any of his stats. Do you know, like, is, is his punting ability way better because he's all ripped or jacked or anything? Or is it just he's pretty much a normal punter, but he's just jacked? I think he's, he's a no- just a normal punter. He's jacked. just a normal punter. <laughs> It's not like he's punting and he's like the first one down. They're like, oh, this is incredible. We need to draft this kid. I, they just ended up drafting a punter that doesn't right. look like a punter but exhibits everything that a punter does and lives by. It's really. But you know what it did? But you know what it did? It got their name in the news. It got that story circulated about them. I'm telling you guys, you got to open your eyes to 2021. It's a different game out here because – how many picks that you're going to have in that that late are going to be like headline news? Well, the two that I've seen are both special teams players, a punter and that long snapper. And I think, you know, maybe it's a ploy to get the, the name of the team out in the news in today's world. So yeah, I think great. that – I think that's all we got for today, boys. I know I heard I knew we I know we had this on the docket to talk about, but we won't talk about it today. We'll see if anything happens this week, but I want to get your predictions. Uh one line or less. Is Aaron Rodgers still with the Packers when this season starts? D'Angelo. Yes. I'm gonna go on a limb and say no. I think he's gonna pull Carson Palmer. Now, when you say that, do you think he retires? I think he'll say, guys, if y'all don't trade me, I'll just go do Jeopardy. Hey, there you go. Did you did y'all watch him on Jeopardy? No, no. It actually wasn't bad, uh, and you know his hair looked a little funny just because it's seen. It's funny seeing him like all clean cut and trimmed up, but he wasn't bad. And uh, you know, obviously, you can't replace somebody like Trebek, but I think that was a interesting take. I wouldn't mind seeing him up there. Man, I, I'd really love to dive into this next week if nothing happens because this is very similar to the Deshaun Watson situation before all that stuff hit. So it's funny how, and and I'm going to say this, and, and I don't want to start the conversation. We can just finish it next week. But when Deshaun Watson wanted to trade, there was a lot of people that had their feelings about why he should stay, why he should go, and it's stupid that he would try to buck the system, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then now Aaron Rodgers does it, and it's just like, man, it's about time you're with him. I don't no, know what the difference no, is. I agree. I do want to dive into this next week. I will say the Green Bay fans are jumping down Aaron Rodgers' uh, throat for right. one in this. So I will say there are people that are against him wanting to trade. So and yeah, they're, say, they're against him because they want him there correct. in Green Bay. But I'm talking about people from yeah. other fan bases was just like they had their opinion. But I want to dive into it next week. Okay, I'll say this: the reason I think that it is is because a lot of people feel like he has a reason to be plighted because of the fact that they drafted Jordan Love last I, year. I, I think. Watson does too with the way they traded DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. Right, but, but, but yeah, they so didn't, they I, are we going to have this conversation now? Yeah, y'all going to wait until next, next week? week. Let's go. Because right, y'all are throwing out great conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next Monday with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Also, too, you guys have to check out our, uh, our YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Um, a lot of great content coming to the channel. Uh, it's already great content there. You can see our partially animated uh, sort of story. Go check it out on our Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast YouTube channel. All right. And we would like to thank our sponsor, Safe Moon, for allowing us to Not put on this podcast. Sponsor. Not our damn sponsor. <laughs> we out.
You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits.